Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of The Tenth Man. If you are watching this right now, then you are watching the first recording of my podcast, first video recording, that is. And if you're listening right now, then you are listening to me recording my first video of this podcast. So thank you for listening, uh, wherever you're listening. I decided I, I wanted to try to broaden my reach a little bit and get involved in uh, the video aspect of podcasting as well and hoping that I can uh, expand my reach here on YouTube. Uh, so thank you for uh, tuning in once again. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram earlier today, I did a very short live video uh, on, on the COVID situation. And again, if you, if you've been listening to the episode, to the episodes of, of the show up until now, I've been discussing COVID at, at length. Most of my episodes have in some way or another uh, involved the COVID-19 pandemic. And I wanted to just follow up on the things that I was talking about earlier today uh, in regards to the quarantining and the, the lifting of some of the guidelines uh, in terms of social distancing and uh, certain businesses businesses opening up. I had talked about this in a couple episodes prior about why I have concerns with opening up uh, some of these businesses and, and lifting the quarantine too early. Uh, so I won't get into that too much. But uh, what I wanted to talk about today largely concerns values that we have as people and uh, what kind of perpetuated my, my thought process on this today was uh, a Facebook post that I saw uh, on Facebook, and it was regarding uh, the Contra Costa County numbers of uh, infection rates and deaths of COVID-19. And my interest in this was based off of the fact that the person who posted it was, he was posting it with the assertion that this is why we need to lift the quarantine because look how look how well we're doing in the numbers he gave uh, it was 1066 people in Contra Costa that have died or I'm sorry that have been infected with COVID-19 and of those 32 have died and that represents a 3% rate of death but the person who posted it was just looking at the, uh, they said 894 people were fully recovered. So he was looking at that from an optimistic perspective. And when I questioned him on the, uh, the fact of 3% of them, 3% of them dying, and don't you see um, an issue with that? Doesn't that, doesn't that seem like a high death rate? He basically pointed to the entire population of Contra Costa County, which is, exceeds a million people and in which case it's a 0.002% rate of death. And so that got us into this discussion about how do you how do you measure what's the barometer of when you take when you're talking about a death rate of of any anything and uh, my contention was that I think it's I think it's flawed thinking to to apply the entire population in in a situation where a very spe there's a specific cause of death uh, and 
so I made like I with him I made an analogy with uh, with lung cancer and, and smoking. Uh, you have uh, number was like point zero zero four percent of the entire population of the country will die of lung can of lung cancer this year. But put another way, a half a percent of everybody that smokes will get lung cancer this year. And a half a percent is actually a sixth of the rate of COVID, as, as was the case in Contra Costa, where it's 3% are dying. Uh, but obviously, we would all agree that smoking is dangerous and potentially fatal, and you shouldn't do it. Um, but, uh, so, you know, the point there being, uh, I just, I think that 3% is pretty serious and I don't think that it's quite accurate to measure the death rate against the entire population. So the second part of that discussion, uh, after, you know, getting into that part of it was why, if the death rate is so low, which is his contention, his contention being that the death rate is so low, therefore we need to lift the restrictions. But I asked him, why is the death rate so low? And he couldn't give me an answer initially. He kind of was claiming that he's not an expert in the field. Uh, and so I said, well, it's because of the quarantines. The, the quarantines is why it's been so low. And eventually he came to where he agreed with me on that. He agreed that yeah, it is because the quarantines is, uh, and and he acknowledged that lifting the quarantines would cause more infections to happen and therefore more deaths in in the addition to the thousands of people that are dying every day right now. But at the end of it all, and this was kind of where the conversation ended, he just said it's inevitable. It's just going to happen, and so that. That discussion and the, the the line of thinking that got there really got me to thinking about just our values and our ideals and the fact that for me that wasn't good enough. Um, that it's inevitable and we have to go back to work. We have to lift the quarantines, but we're just going to accept the fact that people are going to die and more people are going to die as a result. So. This led to, for me, just kind of thinking more uh, in the abstract about, um, again, how we how we deal with with death and you know what we value in our society. Um, so I was trying to figure out, you know, what is it? Um, what is it with people who want to just accept that some people are going to die? And yes, the majority of the people are elderly. They're more susceptible to getting sick and dying of the virus. So I'm trying to think like, what's the value? Is it, it's about being anti-authority maybe. Um, but then who are the people that were saying that people like Eric Gardner and Philando Castile and uh, Walter Scott, that had they simply just complied with police orders that they would still be alive today. Um, so that didn't quite, that didn't quite seem right. So maybe it's about exercising their constitutional rights, their rights to freedom of expression and 
just all of the the rights of the constitution that they they feel are being violated right now but then i think who were the ones who were calling Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick and people like him just asshole pieces of shit you know bad uh, un-american you know non-patriots uh who should show respect to the flag um and in, in fact you know if you're going to go if you're going to be anti-big government, anti-federal authority, um, what's the fascination with the flag anyway? I, I, I don't really get that. It, um, it's this nationalism that seems sort of like, like a pick and choosy kind of nationalism. Um, I don't know if you remember back in 2008, 2009, uh, this was around the time when the Tea Party was rising in America shortly after Barack Obama was elected president, uh, there were a lot of people who protested um, in complaint, and this was allegedly because of Obamacare, that Barack Obama wanted to kill your grandparents. Um, and that's there was this idea that uh, going around that there was going to be forced euthanasia to, to curb the population or something like that. Um, and now you've got people who who seem to think that we should just let the virus run its course and take out whatever old people that it's going to take out along the way so that we can develop herd immunity. And so I just find it interesting how uh, it seems like conservatives want to rely on uh, the sanctity of life when it's convenient for them. Uh, you know, when it comes to abortion, sure, when it comes to better gun control in the wake of horrific tragedies, uh, you know, maybe not so much. Uh, when it comes to disrespecting the American flag, it's, don't you dare disrespect the memories of the soldiers who died fighting for this country. Uh, but when it comes to the meaning behind the kneeling, the people who are kneeling and why, uh, the fact of black people being executed by police, uh, the sanctity of life just seems to go out the window, uh, at least for the black people that are being executed by the police. Um, and speaking of uh, dying for this country, we're getting close to a 9-11 every day right now in with the death rates. Um, if you're old enough to remember 9-11, um, you remember, I mean, you know, it was a very monumental day. It was a life-changing moment for everybody in this country, uh, shifted all of our perspectives, and uh, the coverage of the media dominated 9-11 for months. Um, we went to war for it. Uh, we went to two wars, actually, uh, one of which had absolutely na- nothing to even do with 9-11. Um, but the deaths, the deaths from that day, just that one day of 9-11 led to the Patriot Act, you know, the far overreaching um, big government liberal, really, uh, in a sense, in, um, in terms of the, fe- the federal government oversight of just violating of, of privacy of American citizens, all, all in the name of protection, protection from terrorism. Uh, so again, the, this is the this is the sanctity of life coming into play uh, when it seems to be convenient, um, but then when it comes to the government providing health care for citizens, well, again, eh, you know, not not so much, uh, and and much the same way now, um, 
it seems that we're willing to risk or even accept a certain number of deaths uh, so that people don't have to give up too much of themselves um, in the process. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at here is that it seems that there are people who pick and choose the things that they'll take a stand for um, when they will be willing to give up certain freedoms or you know, in the name of preserving life. But then it, there's just there's this pick and choosiness to or I don't see what the consistency is. The only common denominator that I'm seeing in all of this is it's about controlling or at least disregarding the weak and uh, the, the sick, the poor, people who can't afford health insurance, um, the black men who get murdered on camera and their executions still aren't they're not brought to justice. Uh, women being put in terrible situations and having to make just agonizingly difficult decisions with their bodies, uh, being then being called murderers and whores, usually by old white dudes who never have to make a decision like that, never never have to be put in that situation. And then now here, the elderly, the ones who are most susceptible to dying of COVID. Um, hey, collateral damage, right? Uh, they're already old. They're going to die soon anyway. Um, you know, you have people lining the streets, getting in police's faces, voicing their hatred for the government because they've got a problem with wearing a small piece of cloth over their face for the good of others. Um, so I just, I'm just, I guess I'm feeling kind of disappointed right now in, uh, in just the sentiment and, uh, how people are choosing to look at this situation. Um, you know, obviously it would be great if we had a vaccine, uh, then we probably wouldn't have to go to these lengths, but just the fact of the matter is we don't have a vaccine and it, it's spreading like wildfire and, uh, people are dying every day. And, uh, again, just getting back to just the question of what we value and, uh, what's the real motive behind, um, behind people's anger here? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not convinced that it's, um, got anything to do with people's lives or caring about people's lives. Um, seems to me, if you're gonna, um, you know, if you're gonna say that it's not, it's not critical because they're older then it's hard for me to believe that that you really believe in the sanctity of life. Um, let me know what you think in the comments. I'm curious. I, I really like to turn these uh, videos into a dialogue and uh, hear people's opinion. And on, honestly, if you if you disagree with me, please let me know um, in the comments. I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts. And uh, yeah, let's let's start a dialogue. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to my first episode here, or my first YouTube episode anyway. Uh, if you're interested, uh, if you're watching this, and this is the first time that you've heard of the 10th Man podcast, uh, go check out anchor.fm slash 10th Man. Uh, you can also find me on Spotify, uh, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's a whole a whole bunch of different outlets. But if you go to anchor.fm slash 10th Man, you'll, you'll find my homepage, um, you can check out my my uh, prior episodes that are all on audio file. If I can figure out how to uh, convert the audio files to video, 
uh, I would love to get those uploaded onto YouTube as well. Um, but uh, I don't really want to pay to do that if I can help it. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking into uh, other uh, means of doing that, uh, but still having them, having them look uh, quasi-decent. Thanks a lot for uh, for tuning in here. I'm excited to see how this how this venture with trying to get into YouTube videos turns out. Uh, I will be talking again with you very soon. Uh, please take care of yourself and each other. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus. <laughs>